הרני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבדורנו, וכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר. קדושים אשר בארץ הם המפחד לרבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסודו לעם נחמן נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן סגן. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זה חותם תגן עלינו על כלוי סדר אמן. בעזרת השם today we're starting a new Torah, Torah נ"ה, Torah 55, שזה לשון רבנו, directly from the manuscripts of רבנו הקדוש. Top right into it. לשון רבנו זיכרונו לברכה, איתא בגמרא, it's brought in the גמרא, in the גמרא נידה, כ"ד עמוד ב', אבא שאול אומר, אבא שאול says, קובר מתים הייתי, I used to be an undertaker, a barrier of the dead. פעם אחת רצתי אחר צפי, one time I ran after a deer, ונכנסתי בקולית של מת, and I entered the thigh of a dead man. etc, 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 וכו'. We're going to see the story, the end of the story later in the lesson. That's the, that's Rabban who's just bringing you the story, and he's going to put this aside. We're going to hop into it towards the end. Dano, Rabban says, Ki lirot b'mabaltam shel rechaim yefshar ela aladeh b'chinat ha'ad Yisrael. If one wants to see the downfall of the wicked people, it's impossible to do so except by means of the land of Israel. In the aspect of what it says, God says, sit at my right hand until I make, or while I make your enemies my footstool. Or, your footstool. Until I make your enemies your footstool. Yamin, what's the right hand? This represents the Eretz Yisrael. The aspect of Binyamin. We know Binyamin, the son of Yosef. Sorry, the son of Rachel and Yaakov. Within Binyamin, but Rachel called her son Benyamin. We're going to see now. Binyamin, Benyamin, the son of the south. Yaakov later calls him ben, Binyamin. We're going to see here, son of the south. Rachel calls him the son of the south. For the fact that he was born in the land of Israel. In explanation, Rashi. And Parashat Vaishlach. We see over there that we see Benyamin, son of the south. But Yamin, as you see in the verse in Tehidim. Um, we see Yamin means the right, the right hand. So we see that the aspect of Benyamin, for the fact that he was named Benyamin for the, because of the fact that he was born in Israel, Yamin also means right hand, basically meaning that through Israel, which is the as- also aspect of Yamin, we are going to make our enemies um, our footstool. Hashem is going to help us make our enemies our footstool. So we, to see the downfall of the wicked, we have to go through this concept of Yamin, which is Arat Yisrael. And to now draw down the aspect of the holiness of the land of Israel in the exile right now. For the fact that we are under the, the hand and the control of the evil side. And the holiness of Israel is not able to reveal itself. Nonetheless, we are still able to reveal and to draw down it, the holiness of Eretz Yisrael, even in this exile period. Thus, even this too is in the land of their enemies. We see that even Eretz Yisrael can exist, even in the land of the enemies, even in Gamzot. Meaning, even in this bitter exile, we are able to reveal this aspect of what it says in the verse. We have Gamzot, also this. What's Gamzot? This aspect of Eretz Yisrael. And through what are we able to reveal and to draw down this holiness of Israel? Through the illumination 
of the light of the merit of our forefathers. Wherever the avot are present, you have the shechina over there. And what do we know the Shekhinah? What did it have to do with the Gamzot that we saw in the verse in Vaikra, chapter 26? Zot we know is a reference to the Shekhinah that we see in the Zohar Kadosh um, in many different places. So we see also this Zot is Shekhinah and the Shekhinah Bechinat Vezacharti Bidriti Yaakov Vechuli Ve'aretz Esko And I remembered my covenant with Yaakov and the land Ve'aretz Esko and the land I remember. What's the Aretz? Eretz Yisrael. And this aspect of the land is Shekhinah. We know the Eretz is a reference to the Shekhinah. When it says land, it's always a reference to Shekhinah. So when this light of the merit of our forefathers shines, when it's um, present, then the, 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 as we see from that Zohar, by the way, when the Avot are present, then the Shekhinah is present. So we see now that the Avot are present, the light of the Avot is present. Then what happens? The holiness of Eretz is revealed. And not only is it that the man is saved from the wicked, but also he sees happen to the Rasha what the Rasha wanted to happen to him. Basically, the, the, the plot that the Rasha had for him then gets turned on the Rasha. And this man now sees the Rasha fall into the same um, destruction that the Rasha wanted to see for this Jew. For the Rishayim, they draw down this evil eye upon their enemies. As we see in the Barachot Zayin Amud Bet, um, it says over there, Lo'od, not only this, Ela he sees he sees happen to his enemies. Meaning, that he sees Besonav at his enemies. Meaning what? That he uses his sight to look at his enemies. The Rasha has this Ra'ayin, this eye, that he's looking at his enemy. But this eye that this evil person is looking at towards this this person that he wants to attack, this eye um, is an evil eye. But the man is saved from this evil eye of this wicked person through finding zechut, finding a merit upon the rasha. When he finds a merit, a good point within this evil person, through this, he's able to basically be saved from this evil eye of the rasha. For HaKadosh Baruch Hu also finds zechut, finds merit upon the wicked. But this reason why God finds merit in the wicked is in order to save the tzaddik from the evil eye of the wicked. We're going to see how. So in doing, finding merit upon in the Sadr Rasha, we are saved from the evil eye, just as God does this to save the tzaddik from the evil eye of this Rasha. We see in the Gemara, Bezeh Shamlu Chachamel Adonacha, not only this, but he's also exonerated from judgment. We're going to see that the Rasha is acquitted from judgment. He's, he's, uh, we're going to see something huge here. As it says, Your judgments are far removed from him. Meaning that God's judgments, the punishments that he wants to put on the Rasha, are removed. We're going to see something huge. And by virtue of this exoneration, by the fact that this person um, finds upon the Rasha some sort of merit, through this, this tzaddik is saved from the evil eye of this wicked person. We're going to see how. 
For in order to remove this judgment and this mishpat, you need to reveal the hand, the aspect of the hand of God. It says in Dvarim, hold on and grasp the judgment in my hand. Meaning what? So that the judgment doesn't overwhelm the wicked one. Meaning so that the judgment doesn't overwhelm this rasha. Meaning so that the judgment is literally exonerated from this rasha. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't attack him. We're going to see why God almost removes the punishment from this rasha. And when the hand of God is revealed, then what happens? A shade is created. And through this shade, the tzaddik is covered over and protected from the poison of this evil eye of this wicked person. Chapter 51, with the shade of my hand, I covered you over. That with the shade of Hashem's hand, He is able to um, cover over the tzaddik and protect him from the poison of the rasha. <coughs> For Rabbanu explained that the Reshaim in this bitter exile, their eyes are polished like a mirror. And their poisonous eyes look far into the distance. They look on, they deride me. They gaze and they deride me. But through that shade that is created through the revelation of God's hand, their eyes are dimmed and weakened and darkened. That their poisonous eyes, their poisonous evil eyes, not able to damage. But, but the tzaddikim, who at the time of the galut, whenever the reshaim are trying to attack the tzaddikim, their eyes during the time of this attack of the reshaim, the eyes of the tzaddikim are weak. They're small. As it said in Yeshaya, who is blind like my perfect one? Meaning, even a tzaddik is blind at a certain time. Meaning, the time when the rasha wants to attack, when it's galut, etc., etc. But through the shade that is created, when God finds, um, um, this, uh, when God reveals His hand, when the revelation of His hand occurs, when this shade is created, through the shade, their vision, the tzaddik's vision, is strengthened like those who have weak vision. That they're not able to see properly when the light is very strong, when they're in a very bright place. But they need shade sometimes in order to be able to see. For people who are weak-eyed, too much light hurts them. They are not able to see. But when it's darker, they are able to see even clearer. So the same is true of the tzaddik. When God creates a shade through the revelation of the hand, with this, the tzaddikim who have weak eyes at that moment are now strengthened. Their eyes are strengthened because of the fact that, the, because of the fact that there is now shade. It's darker. But the, the shaim whose eyes are always constantly looking and open, they can't see now because of the shade. They are not used to it. The zeo, and this is what it's in Tainim, the Rasha watches the Tzaddik and seeks out to put him to death. Why did it say the Rasha watches the Tzaddik? Because he watches him, meaning he uses his evil eye. But Hashem, it finishes off in the verse there. Hashem does not leave the Tzaddik in the Rasha's hand. What does it mean? Why did it say in, in, 
meaning in the verse, it's translated as the Rasha's hand, but God, we're going we're gonna to translate it differently. Rabban is going to take a different turn. It says, in his hand, meaning in the, hand, in the revelation of the hand of God, meaning by the fact that the hand of Hashem is revealed, which then creates a shade. Through this, the tzaddik is not left in the possession of the wicked one. And how is the revelation of God, how is God's hand brought into revelation? It's in the verse over there. Nor will he let him be found guilty should he be tried. Meaning what? Nor will the tzaddik be found guilty if he's put into trial. Through the fact of this verse, through the aspect of this verse, grasp onto the judgment of my hand. As Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, I believe. Grasp onto the judgment of my hand. What is the aspect of judgment? The judgment, the judgment is above you. As we saw in the verse over there, your judgments are far removed from him. So what does this all mean? Because of all what we just explained, the, the judgment of the God's hand. Through this, the eyes of the wicked are weakened. As in Yeshaya, chapter 28, they are muddled in vision. Meaning the Reshaim, the Reshaim's vision is mistaken. Through what it says, through the aspect of what? They stumble in verdict. So what is the Stambon verdict? This represents Mishpat, trial justice, that this person is exonerated from this judgment. Through this, their eyes are dimmed. The Rishayim's eyes are weakened, as we saw above. And through this, the eyes of the Tzadik are strengthened through the shade, and they are able to see from afar now. Just like the Rasha was able to see from afar, now that they have shade, they can't see from afar. But now the Tzadik, who is in the shade, is able to see from afar. I will lift my eyes towards the mountains. That the Tzadik is able to look all the way up towards the mountains. And now the Tzadik is able to understand and to see the righteousness of God. He's able to, to understand and to know that Hashem is righteous. Even though the Rasha is exonerated from judgment, meaning Hashem removes judgment from the Rasha, and he, he finds zechut in the Rasha, even though this, is, this doesn't seem right, it doesn't seem tzedek, it doesn't seem just that God is doing such a thing, that God is trying to find good points in the Rasha when he's, he's wicked. And he sees this, um, but now the tzaddik is able to see this tzedek, this justness, this righteousness, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is finding righteousness within the Rasha, through his Mishpat. Meaning within the court of law, Hashem is trying to find a good point within the Rasha so that he exonerates him from judgment. He exempts him from deen, from punishment. But now the tzaddik, through the, the shade that is revealed through the hand of God, when Hashem is able, through the hand which represents Mishpat as we saw, that when Hashem reveals his hand, which is Mishpat, He's able to basically remove the mishpat from the rasha. When he does this, shade is created. And with that shade of the hand, then the rasha 
is then the Rasha's eyes are weakened and then Sadiq is able to see now. And what's he able to see? He's able to see that God is righteous whenever he brings, when he finds a good point in the Rasha. Why God is just when he does such a thing. Even though it seems unjust, the Tzaddik is now able to understand that it's completely honest and completely just. This is the righteousness of Hashem. Shemot, Gimel, as it says in Shemot chapter 23, I won't let a Rasha escape judgment, God says. So now the Tzaddik is able to see that even though it seems on the surface level that Hashem is exonerating the Rasha and exempting the Rasha from this punishment, the truth is it's not so. Because the truth, he's actually saving the Tzaddik and he's weakening the Rasha. And this is what it says in Tehilim, I lift my eyes towards the mountain. This actually represents the righteousness of God. What is the justice like to the mountains? Your justice are like the highest mountains of God. Nonetheless, that your judgments are suppressed in a great deep in a great depth. Meaning, even though the mishpat of Hashem sometimes seem to be suppressed, meaning that He's he's letting the rasha go, it seems. The truth is, God's tzedek, God's righteousness is all the way up. It stands very high. And when the tzaddik is able to see now, what does it say about the tzaddik? My eyes are lifted up towards the mountains. This tzaddik is able to see all the way up to the mountain where this tzaddik resides, where this righteousness dwells. As we see in the verse, that your justice rests upon the highest mountains. So we see now that the tzaddik, is, there's shade created, then he's able to see far. So we see something huge here. Hashem finds sechut in this rasha. And Rabbanu says it's incumbent upon every Jew when he sees that the rasha is trying to attack him to find sechut in him. Because through that sechut, Hashem is able to protect this person from the ra'ayn, the evil eye of this rasha. Why? Because whenever you find schut in this rasha, we see here that God is basically exalting this rasha above his own judgment, above his own punishment. And what, is punishment, what does justice have to do, judgment have to do? It has to do with the hand. But what also has to do with the hand is shade. So when Hashem exempts this, this rasha from, from, um, from the justice he deserves, what really happens? A shade is created because we know that the hand also represents shade. With the shade of my hand, I cover you over, Hashem says. So even though Hashem reveals His hand and with that hand, it has the aspect of um, exempting the rasha from judgment, what also the hand, the hand also has the aspect of what? Protecting the tzaddik. So even though it seems that it's unjust to find a good thing inside the, righteous, the, the, the wicked one, Hashem is actually able to save the tzaddik through this as we see. But through the strengthening of the sight of the tzaddik and through the, the, the strong vision of this tzaddik that he sees the righteousness of God his faith is strengthened and he's now able to pray Why? For now his heart is divested it's removed from crookedness Why? For the tzaddik's heart was crooked before he saw the, just, the justness of Hashem God's justice before the tzaddik had the shade which enabled him to see, his heart was crooked. Why? Because he was not able to see the righteousness of God. He was not able to understand why Hashem allowed this rasha to, 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 to escape this judgment. Because now the tzaddik is able to see the righteousness of God. Now the tzaddik's heart which was initially crooked is now straightened. As it says, I believe in Tehilim. 
and your tzedek, your righteousness, is for the straight-hearted. Now the tzedek is able to see this, this, this tzedek, this righteousness, and he's able to under, he's able to have a straight heart now. Why? For the beginning, at the beginning, the tzedek's heart was crooked. And it prevented him from believing completely in God. For it seemed to him that God perverted his way. God forbid to even say. For it seemed on the surface level that God perverted the judgment. But now he sees that he sees the righteousness of God. The tzaddik's heart is straightened in completion. And now he has faith. And now he's able to strengthen himself and to pray over his needs. For the essence of faith, Rabbi says, and we see this in multiple lessons, lesson 7, lesson 9. The essence of, sorry, the essence of prayer is through faith. That one believes everything is in the power of God, in the domain of God. Even to change nature. And God does not deny any creature its due reward. As the Brown Digman Pesachim, Kufiut Chet, Amud Aleph. Ki Tzadik Hashem, for God is righteous. Bezeoprinat, and this is what it says in Tehilim, chapter 119, I will thank you with a straight heart. Meaning what? Meaning through the straight heart, which is the aspect of faith. And we saw earlier that before the Tzadik had complete faith in Hashem, because of the fact that he thought Hashem was unjust by letting the Rasha go. Now that he sees that Hashem's ways are much deeper than that, they're completely just, he has faith now and he has sees his justice of God. And through this straight heart that is created, the aspect of prayer is created. This is the aspect of the red heifer. What is in Parashat Chukat? In the Zohar? Parah de Kavelat Mishor. The cow that receives from the ox. What is this para, this red heifer, this cow that receives from the ox? Para, what is para, this heifer? This represents prayer. How do we know that prayer represents this concept of the para, this cow? We will pay cows with our lips. Meaning what? Now that we can't bring any more korbanot, we can't bring any more cows upon the altar, we will replace these cows with our lips, meaning through prayer. With the lips, with our prayer, which we use our lips with, with our, um, through, through our lips um, moving in prayer, we are able to replace this concept of korbanot. So we see that the cow, unshalama farim, as we see over there, we will pay, repay the cows, sifatan, with our lips. Farim, so you see cows represents tefillah, they kavalet mishor, but it receives from the shor, the ox, what's shor? Ox? This is the aspect of histaklut, gazing. Leshon, as it says from the language in Bamidbar, ashurenu velo karov. I behold it, but it's not close. I see it, but it's not close. What's ashurenu? Ashurenu comes from the word shor, meaning shor represents this aspect of histaklut, gazing. As we also see in lesson one, I believe. Um, so we see that Ashurenu comes from the word Shor, the root is over there, Shor, ox. That sh ox comes from the root of Ashurenu, this aspect of seeing, sight. Meaning through the aspect of what it says in Tehidim, I lift up my eyes towards the mountains, meaning now that the Tzaddik has sight, he's able to pray. Meaning now that the Tzaddik is able to see God's righteousness, which stands at the tops of the mountains, 
he's able to pray. And this is what it says, what are, the, what are the conditions of this paraduma, this red heifer, which we know is able to purify all, which is able to purify men from sin, etc. What is it? To purify men from impurity. We know this red heifer was engaged, um, that the job of the red heifer was to, we would take the ash, etc. And, um, and do this entire process that would allow this impure man to now be pure. What did it say about the conditions of this red heifer? Aduma temima has to be a perfect red cow. Temima, wholesome. Aduma, what is aduma? Dag zeradina, what is aduma? Aduma means red. Dag zeradina, what is red? It says in the Zohar, Dag zeradina, this is the decree of judgment. Temima, what is temima? Wholesome, perfect. Das shotam, this is an, an ox that's perfect. Dina rafia, soft mitigated judgment. Meaning an ox that didn't really do damage. So we see that Aduma, what is Aduma Tamima? Perfect red ox, perfect red cow. So we see Aduma is judgment, Tamima is soft judgment. Meaning he sees now that Hakadosh Baruch is sweetening and softening the strength of this judgment. It says over there in the aspect of what it says, it says over in the verse in the Torah. Hold on to the mishpat of my hand. Hold on to the justice of my hand. What does it say about the paramaduma? On which no yoke has um, been laid upon it. Meaning it, that this red cow could never have done work in its life for it to be used in the Beit HaMikdash, etc. Which no yoke has been laid upon. So what does that mean? This is the, this is these. This is reference to those people of Israel whose emuna is perfect. It says in the Zohar Kadosh over there. This is the strengthening of faith. The aspect of prayer, which is strength, which is created through the strengthening, the chizuk, the strengthening of uh, sight. From the tzaddik, as we saw in the verse, and her righteousness is for the straight-hearted. Now that tzaddik is able to see the tzaddik of Hashem, the tzidkatov um, the he's able to see the righteousness of God. Now he's able to have a straight heart. For why? Before he was able to see God's righteousness. His heart was imperfect in faith, which means it was lacking straightness, it was crooked. But now that he sees it, his heart is straight, etc., etc., as we see with regard to this paraduma. So, Bezrat Hashem, this is where we're going to stop. And uh, God willing, may we truly understand what Rabbeinu is talking about here, even at the most importantly, at the simple level, Bezrat Hashem, to apply whatever we can from this Torah, God willing.